everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Chirping with ABA Owls. I'm Carla and this is Lauren. Hi everybody! Hey, yeah. So, a quick disclaimer. These are our thoughts and experiences. We are not claiming to know everything. We are only speaking from our experience. Um, we also, we do a little bit of, you know, catching up from the previous episodes. Um, and I personally wanted to say... I will try not to say hum or you know as or like as often, but it kind of slips out, slips out, sorry, you know, when we're doing editing and we keep hearing us ourselves repeating those, you know, expressions um, and we're sorry. It just slips out. We're just having a chat. So this is how the peasants speak. <laughs> um and also, I noticed because of my accent, sometimes I was saying access and it sounded like XX. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but, you know, it is it is the accent. So apologies <laughs> for that. Uh, Lauren, do you want to add anything? Yeah, no, I know that I say, you know, it is a thing <laughs> that I constantly do. Um, people tease me about it in real life. So I'm sorry too. <laughs> and obviously Carl and I are dear friends as well as colleagues. So it is harder for us to maintain always such a professional conversation <laughs> because we are just used to each other and how we, you know, interact. So yes, um, apologies. So we are really trying our best to be concise and as clear as possible. And we endeavor to always do better. So apologies in advance. Um, and then our topic for today. So this is something that Carl and I have been wanting to do for a while. And a topic that we get asked about quite a lot, I would say. Hey, Carla, we do get yeah. asked a lot to comment on um, whether we think that Makaton or PEX is a better, let's, should we call it communication tool um, to help our children use in order to communicate and I think, yeah, we get asked about it a lot and asked about what we think is better and why. So we thought today we would talk a little bit about um, daring to say pros and cons, but what we believe are the strengths and maybe weaknesses of these communication tools, how we've experienced them when we've used them. Um, and mostly because we're coming from an ABA stance, because we are ABA professionals, about how ABA can support these tools. So it's about how we use ABA to teach young people and people that have communication difficulties to use these tools in order to communicate. So, yeah, so that's why we discuss. So it's Makaton versus PIX today. Yeah, yeah, the battle. It's the battle. All right. So Lauren and I, we're, we're going to go through a bit of introduction, the what, why, who, where, when, all the WH questions again. Uh, so we're each going to talk about each topic. So I researched a bit of Makaton, Lauren researched pecs. And, you know, before we start recording, uh, we do have a chat, a catch up. And so we've been talking for quite a while now <laughs> since this morning. And every time she was going to talk to me about pecs and I'm like, la, 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 I don't want spoilers. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I want to listen in the, <laughs> I want to hear in the podcast. So I did my best not to read her bit because we have a shared file because I, I want to hear it fresh from her. Um, so that's just a little bit of backstage stuff for you. So starting with Makaton, background information. So 
Makaton, uh, oh, first of all, our sources. So I looked at the Makaton website and I also read an article called The Makaton Vocabulary Using Manual Signs and Graphic Symbols to Develop Interpersonal Communication by Grove and Walker from 1990. Uh, this article, I had access to it through my Makaton training. I've done, I think, stage one and two of Makaton training. It's been years. So that article came in the materials they gave us because I couldn't find it online. So I'm not sure if it's available for the public. Maybe to get it, you need to request it directly from them, if you're interested, of course. So Makaton started in the UK and it was designed around in 1972 by Margaret Walker. Uh, this lady used to be a salt therapist. So she's a salt therapist is a speech and language therapist. Uh, and she worked uh, in an institution with you know, uh, uh, young people with learning disabilities and some adults as well. And if you want to know more about this, on the website, they have a section, the Makaton website, they have a section called Brief History of Makaton. And it's a video of this lady, Margaret Walker, the, you know, describing the journey of uh, Makaton. And one thing that I thought was really curious, because I never knew this, was where the name Makaton comes from. So Makaton comes from M-A for Margaret, and K the K-A is for Kathy, and T-O-N is for Tony. So Kathy and Tony were two death uh, workers that went to the institution where uh, Margaret Walker worked, and they taught them the basics of British Sign Language, BSL. So Makaton does have its roots on BSL. So that's a little bit of background information on Makaton, and now... Lauren will talk, tell us, me as well, about PECS, because I don't know in hardly anything about PECS, so I'm very, very curious. I didn't know that about Makaton either, about the way the name comes from. I always thought it was a bit odd, and that the I fact know, that it's capitalised it? yeah. must have had a reason. I didn't know that, and I probably could have just Googled that. Um, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> um, I also, I have a history of teaching a lot of Makaton, and some picks, but more Makaton, um, because the organization I worked at was very pro-sign um, and was situated in the U United Kingdom. So a lot of Makaton was taught. So I'm going to be doing picks and I'm going to just talk a little bit through the resources because I found quite a lot of information that was really useful and interesting. Um, I found some from the Indiana Re Resource Center for Autism. They have a great article explaining about um, picks. Um, also, a behavior modification issue, I and mean, it's volume 25, number five, from October 2001. Um, it also has some great information. And then, of course, from the source, which is Pyramid Educational um, sorry, Consultants, who are the people that um, basically design PICS. It's the company that runs PICS. So that's a great website to go to. They have a lot of great resources. Um, they have a free material section, which I'll talk about a little bit about later. It's got a lot, a lot of great information. Okay, so let me talk talk a little bit about PICS. Um, so it was developed in the USA, so on, across the water from Makaton, and it was developed in 1985 by Andy Bondi and Laurie Frost. Um, and I thought I'd just talk a little bit about the founders 
and the creators because their history is important to the way PEX is, has been designed and how it should be implemented. So um, Andy Bondi um, is obviously the co-founder of Pyramid Educational Consultants, and he was he's worked in the field of autism and ABA, interestingly enough, for a long, long time. Um, and also he's worked in statewide public schools. Um, so he has a lot of experience um, working on, in the field um, and also with um, other with autism specifically. Um, so, and then Laurie, yes. Sorry, so. I had heard that PEX was developed by a behavior analyst. So it's true, a behavior analyst, an ABA person developed PEX. Yeah, so this is why. <laughs> so this is why when Carla was like, let's talk about it in ABA. And I'm like, but it, I can't talk about it without talking about ABA. So wow. that's what's so beautiful. Yeah, it's so I beautiful can't. because, yeah. And <laughs> this is why we will talk about later about my issues why I have seen pecs not been taught well is because I don't think it's because people don't follow, it's sort of they don't have training in pecs, they don't have understanding of ABA and how to use ABA to teach pecs. And I think I, that is the issue. I think for me, the most hilarious thing ever is I've been in so many schools where they say, we don't like ABA, we use pecs. Yeah. And like, do you know who developed pecs? Oh my God, that's so funny. It's, I can't it's, even. It's brilliant. So as I go through, it'll just unfold <laughs> many, oh it'll open many doors for us because yeah. Um, Okay, so let me tell you a little bit, Laurie Frost, who is the uh, vice president and co-founder of Pyramid Educational um, Consultants. And she's the co-author of a lot of the PECS training manuals with um, Andy Bondi. And she also, also has a wealth of background in functional communication training and applied behavior analysis, ABA. Um, she's also a speech pathologist and studied for a long time working in public and private settings as a speech pathologist. So she also has the understanding of speech and language um, as well as ABA. So she's a formidable um, member to have as part of this um, as part of this team. And then I thought I'd also just mention that PECS um, only started being used in the UK in 1996, even though it was developed in 1985. And from my experience of what Carter also just stated, that it's widely used in the UK community amongst yeah. the SEN community. It's used everywhere. And yeah, so that's a little bit about um, PECS and um, its co-founders. So yeah. I, I, feel like I, should have done, I should have done more homework on... Uh, Miss Margaret Walker. I'm like, well, this is what it's called. Anyway. Sorry, I just really found it. I thought I had to because if I didn't, it wouldn't play out as well. But to be honest, Makaton doesn't have a background in ABA and Pex has, apparently has a background in ABA, which I'm still not yeah. over. I'm still not over it. Fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. really brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so we're going to now talk about what is um, Makaton. So we did a bit of intro. This is where we get the meat. Or if you're vegetarian, we get the. It is where you get the fiber. If you're vegan, I can't help you. No disrespect to the vegans. You know, I like the metaphor of here's the meat of the thing. Sorry, sorry. No discrimination. I just like. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> so what is Makaton? So Margaret Walker, uh, so the founder of Makaton. She was working in an institution, as I mentioned, uh, with se uh, several special needs people. And on the video that I also mentioned, the brief history of Makaton, she tells a story where she was trying to, you know, work or communicate with this child. And this child bit her on her, I think, her arm. 
And that's made her think of, okay, how can I get this child to tell me what's wrong? Because for her, it was like the bite was quite extreme and it is extreme. So she's okay, what's this child trying to say? And this kind of lit her fire of, I need to find a way of teaching communications, communication, sorry, to the individuals that I work with. Uh, And honestly, Laura and I have had our share of bites. And let me tell you, it's not pleasant. It, It is not. And sometimes it gets normalized when you have too, have too many of them, and it shouldn't, because for for someone to reach that level of behavior, it's like okay, there's we need to look at this. So BSL instructors, British Sign Language instructor, instructors, were brought in to teach some basic signs, and those signs were first taught to a small group of adults with special needs as a trial study, like a pilot. And so Marcaton has its origins in BSL. It's not the same as BSL. Marcaton um, is more simplified, So, but we'll get into that later. So the result of this pilot study was that the adults learned most of the signs quite easily, and there was a noticeable improvement in other behaviors, for example, social behaviors, so the, or they became, they became less aggressive and they would try to talk to you more because now they had a way of communicating. And... This small pilot study kickstarted the development of a core vocabulary of signs. So, like, uh, so what what should everyone have in their repertoire of communications? And so I keep saying communication instead of communication. Sorry. So this core vocabulary was then taught to people from all ages in that institution, and including children. But of course, children do have other vocabulary that they need that maybe the adults don't. Like, let's say. Tickle. But I don't think that'll be the core vocabulary, but as an example, an adult wouldn't ask for tickles, I don't think. So when using Makaton, the keywords are signs. So it's a bit different than British Sign Language, where they probably sign. I don't know enough about British Sign Language, but I do believe they sign more. And in Makaton, it's the keywords that are used. So it's simplified. And the way of describing Makaton has been simplified sign language. Uh, which is important when we are teaching communication to individuals with special needs, because if if it's already hard for them to communicate naturally, if you make them sign the whole sentence, it's, you know, it's not doable. It's too much. So sometimes you do need to take it in steps. So and has the need. So the need for more vocabulary increased within Makaton. So more vocabulary stages were created, uh, and this, these stages are taught in order. And I'll go a bit into this later. Um, they also developed symbols uh, to match the signs because they realized not as, not everyone can pick up the signs as quick, and some learners are more visual than others, or they like or they lack the prerequisite skills to learn signing, the motor imitation. And the symbols are a complement, are to complement the signs, and they can be taught together. And, you know, the the Makaton uh, official trainers do explain this in their workshops, and they're the ones who understand the stage and are qualified to teach the Makaton, not me. And so they will, if you ever do, you can do online training with them, you can do face-to-face training. It's all on the website, the Makaton.com. So, and Makaton also uses speech alongside the visual and gesture stimuli. And the end goal that they have is to teach communication as a whole, not just one method, but a more complete experience. And when Lauren just said, you know, that Bex was developed um, in eighty in the 80s, it makes me think, because Makaton also 
was a bit before, it was a decade before, and they had the symbols, it makes me think, do you think, Lauren, that potentially the pegs were inspired, a bit inspired on the symbols from Makaton? I think it's a really interesting thing to mention. Yeah, I mean, potentially. I think um, it could be because I, I do think that it does support a lot of learning, you know, and I think symbols or, you know, like symbols could be interpreted as anything, but, you know, on uh, like fire exit signs and things, you know, they're everywhere in our environment and they do prompt us to do things. So potentially yeah. they they looked around and were like, OK, if you if you are if your motor imitation isn't great, so you aren't able to copy, let's give you something else so you can see it if you're a good visual learner. So you can sign it from there. So, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a, a possibility. Um, and it's yeah, it's really cool. I, I'm a, I love sign. So I'm you know, I'm biased. But after doing this much research on pecs, I, I believe it can be taught beautifully. And as we learn, as we'll learn more now, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll enlighten you even more about pecs. Um, so I've been really, I've really enjoyed this, this like research part for me, because I thought I knew a lot about pecs, and I didn't know a lot. So it's really been eye opening for me as a practitioner. So what is PICS? So PICS is, stands for a Picture Exchange Communication System, so P-E-C-S. Um, and it's known as an alternative or augmentative communication. So that's how AAC, and it's that's used quite widely in the SEN community too, that um, sort of abbreviation. Um, but the thing about PICS is, is that it's literally an exchange of a picture to communicate with someone else. Um, and it combines knowledge from the fields of ABA and speech and language pathology, as I've mentioned before, from Andy Bondi and Laurie Frost, to produce an effective met method for teaching functional communication. Okay, and this is something that Carl and I will see all the time in our ABA stuff, is functional communication is very important because it is only in communication that serves a purpose for the person, not just teaching fluffy things to add into sentences. Can I just say, um, Greg Hanley? Greg, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, and we'll talk about it, it. You know, we I think we've even spoken about it before, but it is a it's a huge part of our community, and it's a it's a very um, forward thinking part of ABA that needs to be used by everybody in the field. Um, and also, it was first implemented with preschool students, so we're thinking young children, okay, at a center um, for children with autism. So it very much has its roots in the development of it in autism um, at the Delaware Autism Program, which Laurie and Andy worked at. Um, okay, and when, um, and this is why I was saying it earlier. So when Carl and I discussed this topic and decided how we would talk about ABA and how it can help support these teaching communication tools, but I can't really talk about PECS without mentioning ABA. So ABA is ingrained and sort of integral to the way that we teach PECS and should be. Um, and yeah, we get a lot of backlash for being part of an ABA community and yet people freely use PICS. And I don't think they know that it's come from people who have a vast understanding of behavioral principles. <laughs> exactly. So yes, very interesting. It's quite empowering. And um, I, I'm, I'm determined to see better PICS being used out there now that I know more about it. Um, so basically, it's based in, on on behavioral principles. So, the, you know, the, the child would be prompted in how to use things. So they'd be helped by a person. The person would know how to correct the child if they erred um, in, a, in a behavioral um, way. 
Um, and also it's, it is used to teach spontaneous functional communication. It obviously doesn't start with that. The beginning, the foundation of it is very simple. Um, but yeah, it is, um, it has a, it's quite a clear path of how it can develop. Um, so that's a little bit of our picks. Um, basically it's the exchanging of a picture to communicate. And yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to say about that. I hope I was clear enough. I think, I think I was. Yeah, it was um, good. Thank sure. you. I think it was great as always. Uh, so now we're gonna move on to the who. So who can do, who can use, who can do Makaton? And the answer is everyone. Everyone can use Makaton. Everyone can learn Makaton. And there were some studies conducted in the 70s and 80s. So by Walker, there's a 1976 and 1978 and a 1987 study. And they found that people with different disabilities could learn the signs very easily. And by different disabilities, they have lots of them listed. So I'm going to quote the list of disabilities and some of the terminology is outdated and it's a bit inappropriate and it's something that I don't award that I don't really like to use but I'm for the sakeness of what it says on the study I'm going to directly quote it okay so the disabilities they mention are mental with retardation autism and, and specific language disorders people with multiple sensory impairments and people with acquired neurological problems affecting communication. I don't really like the word retardation, but you know, it is, it is what it is back then. And Makaton has been developed in a way that is accessible for as many learners as possible. So they had to develop a way that doesn't matter what your disability is, you can learn it and even if you're neurotypical you can learn it because I personally think neurotypical people should learn this, should learn the basics so they can communicate with people who use that as a communication method and you know for signing you need motor imitation skills, you need to be able to copy. It's quite important to learn how to copy uh, and for the symbols they'll need visual and scanning skills because you do need to be able to recognize the, the symbols, understand their, me their meaning, being able to match them to what you want, finding them. So that's all. Those are all important skills. Um, and some learners could use a combination of both symbols and gestural signs as a method of learning language and communication skills. And these two methods are not mutually mutually exclusive. They they actually complement each other. So when the symbols were created by the Makaton charity, they were created with the with the end goal of you know of incorporating into the sign teaching. Because some people learn better with both methods, some people learn better with one method, but it's good to know that there's there are options, even within the Makaton, there are options of communication. So it's not just, okay, this is one way, it has to fit everyone. They're quite, they want to be able to cater to as many people as possible. So that's the, the who, and it's Lauren's turn now, which her who, let's see. <laughs> I mean... It's about three times as long as Carla's one. And it I wasn't, think. it wasn't. I know, I just kept finding... <laughs> Just such good pillars of information. I know. I was, I 
Yes, I know, I know. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk a lot. But it's interesting. It um, is interesting, but I just find it funny because you're like, okay, we can't go into too much detail, and then I open the the bloody document, and it's just boom. It's just I know. Sorry, it's there was just such good stuff out there. Like anyway, get comfortable and and lean in, have my glass yeah. of water. I wanted to ask you, Carla, when you say symbols, what do you mean in terms of Macassan? In symbols, so they developed these, let's say, drawings, um, Mm -hmm. symbols drawings to represent each word. So, for example, for the tomorrow, if you for the sign tomorrow, they have like a little line and then they have a sun on the right side of the line. So to simplify it, so they found ways that they took them years to develop and they found ways of creating drawings or symbols that a person can to be as intuitive as possible to try to then match it to the to the sign oh cool yeah i like it yeah it's really nice i'm a visual learner so i love anything that's yeah, sort visual, of supporting yeah, yeah my learning okay so as carla says buckle in because i'm gonna talk a little bit about who picks us for um and i'm just gonna yeah the website as i said before the pyramid educational um, consultants have great great information so please if you are looking for anything go and have a look there um but i wanted to start off by saying that According to the website, it's been successfully implemented worldwide with thousands of learners of all ages who have various cognitive, physical and communication challenges. Okay, so it was primarily developed for, as I said, the autism community and nonverbal or children that had unintelligible speech. So you couldn't understand them, even though the child was able to communicate Um, and obviously all had a, a small set of meaningful words or signs in their repertoire. So. It's been, as I said, it's been used around the world from 14 months old to 85 years old. So it's it's widely used. Um, and I think according to their website, they have over 150 articles um, and journal articles that evidence how PEX has been successful across multiple communities. Um, I think I wanted to mention also that I read an um, article that suggested that you might need some prerequisite criteria in order to um, be able to be a successful PEX user. I don't always agree with some of the information because I've seen PEX be successful for some of the children who might not necessarily have these skills, but they develop them. Or I don't think that always kids have these and actually through the process of teaching, they actually pick them up. But this is what I've read. Um, and I don't know as much as the people who are reviewing and have designed these programs. So that's just my personal opinion. It teaches communi- um, children to initiate, communicate, um, can't speak today, communicative interaction. So um, not only is it exchanging of pictures with a person, is that there is a part where the child has to initiate So you have to be what they call an intentional communicator. Often a child, they will go and get someone and drag them across the room to pick something up for the child or get something off a shelf. So someone that's intending to communicate, but doesn't have the skills yet to formally communicate. Um, And also someone that has personal preferences. So who people who like things or need things. Um, I would say that most people have these this criteria. And even though it might be difficult to get that out of that young person or old person, is that it's always there. 
Um, everyone is motivated by something. It's our job to try and figure out what that might be. Um, so, yeah, that was according to the Indiana Resource Center for Autism. Is you have to be an intentional communicator and you have to have personal preferences. Um, they also stated that you don't have to have picture discrimination ability. It's not a prerequisite criteria for this for this program, which I found very interesting um, because how the stages are set up, which I'll talk about later, is that it doesn't matter um, in the beginning what those pictures might be or that symbol might be. It's about the exchange that's important initially. So I'll talk about that a bit later. Um, but since the development of PICS, it's been implemented with individuals with the following, and they list 54 in total, um, different kind of diagnoses. So I'm just going to list some for you. That's from the the um, Pyramid Educational Consultants webpage. Okay, so it's um, dyspraxia, Alzheimer's disease, Asperger's syndrome, autism, brain anomaly, brain tumor, cerebral palsy, cleft palate or lip, cognitive impairment. And those are just some that they've, and I said there's another 54. They also have a flow chart, which you can access through their website, um, which helps you decipher whether the person is suitable for a PECS program. It is very simple, the, the flow chart, but I thought it'd be quite interesting for some people. Oh, I so like basically, that. Anybody, anybody can use it. And because it works through stages that it advances as you move through, is that most people can benefit in some way along the line of using picks. So, yeah, that's a little bit about chart. Yeah, the flowchart is quite useful. I like that. I like a flowchart. Again, that's on their website. Yeah, it's very. It's on their (laughs) website. And um, I wanted to say that they have amazing free resources, which I'll talk about a bit at the end. But on their website, there's literally a section called free web, uh, helpful information in the tab. And then it says free materials. And there's loads of information in there about who's it for, why is it useful, um, myths and misconceptions about PICS. So, yeah, it's very, very useful if you want to find more information out about oh, that's, it. So that's that is nice my who. Yes. That's nice of them. Brilliant I thought you, when you said 54 in total, like, she's not going to list the 54. <laughs> no, that wasn't all my content. <laughs> See, I, I was quite concise. <laughs> no, you were. You were concise. I'm not taking that away from you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so now oh, we're going to... my hoop. Thank you. So now we're going to move on to when. So we've done what, who, and now when. Uh, and the when is quite short. <laughs> Um, so the when is just when should Makaton or PECS be taught? So with Makaton, it can be taught at any age. It was first taught to 14 adults with special needs in a pilot study by Margaret Walker, as I mentioned, and they were able to learn and use the science. <clears throat> and as I mentioned, the behavior also improved in other areas. So Makaton, it doesn't matter when you start learning or teaching it. It, does, it really doesn't. It's just when there's a need, if there's a need. And anyone, so never too late to start. You never don't think that just because the person you work with or your child or your son is older doesn't mean that you should give up on teaching them a new communication method. So that's quite good for Makaton. So that was my when. When when is Mac, when is Peck's best thought, Lauren? But uh, I just wanted to comment absolutely, and I think I mentioned I think it was last podcast that I said was it who can do ABA I mentioned about the the great doctor in the field who taught a man a man I think it was in his oh yeah 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 I remember that how to sign and I know it isn't it wasn't necessarily Macazon because it was in the states 
but it would it's it's ASL American Sign Language um, I think that he used but they may have a their own version there of a Macton um, a simplified version of the official sign language um, but yeah it's never too late. You know what's funny? When I was doing search research for articles on Makaton, and mm-hmm. I know Makaton is apparently is used in different, very many different countries. I should have written down how many, but it's a lot. Go on the website, people. Um, but when I was looking for articles, a lot of Greek articles showed up. Um, oh. I ended up not using them because some of them were more surveys, and the other one I thought, uh, not really what we're looking for to explain Makaton, but... A lot of Greek articles, which tells me Makaton is being used in Greece quite a lot. Oh. Uh, that's that's what I gather from it, because just the amount of Greek articles that showed up, I was just, oh, right, mm. okay, that's cool. And also maybe they've um, experienced some training in the UK, so they got training and then they've moved across back home or whatever, because I know that's yeah. me. You know, I, I got a lot of training in the UK, so a lot of my experiences is based in the UK. And so when I moved to a different place, I kind of, transport that experience i try to replicate it or sort of south africanize it as much as i can but ultimately that's what i know and what i'm comfortable with teaching so maybe it's something like that i don't know don't you think it's funny that we became adults in a different country because i always thought i would become an adult in my in portugal and i became an adult in in the UK, yeah, it's, so it's hilarious. Weird. I know yeah. it's funny. And then, yeah, I, my experience also because I'd never worked in South Africa. I went, I went from school, I went to university, and then I moved to the UK. So for me to come back to South Africa and start a career, it's like I don't even know like how the banks work here, really, because I've never <laughs> been an adult with a bank account. And you know, yeah, it's just it's it's a bit mental, but yeah, it's all fun and games. So. <laughs> Let me tell you, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about when we we should be using PICS. Let's get onto that. Okay, so again, PICS can be used by anyone at any age, and that's according to the website, um, Pyramid Educational Consultants. Sorry, I'm saying that a lot, um, but also. Um, it was first used, as I said before, in a preschool. So it started with young kids and children that had autism. So it um, has a lot of grounding or foundation in that field. But I said before, up from 14 months to 85 years. So And it can be used in any age for an effective communication system. So if you need it, it's there. It can be used. And the website also has great um, training resources and stuff you can do online. Um, I think... One of the ladies I worked with, or two of the ladies I worked with, went on a PICS course when I was at, in my organization at school. And I was so jealous because I just thought, wow, they have this wealth of knowledge that I don't have. But that being said, I also, every year in my appraisal, asked to go on Makaton training. And I never got it. But at the And I got it before it, her. It was so annoying, wasn't it? Was you were well-crossed. Not with me, but, you know, it's not my fault. But, I know. But, yeah, every like, she's, I know. Yeah. You always want the Makaton training. I actually did it, and she didn't. I, it it was a little bit unfair. Every year, what do you want? I really want to go. I really want to do the Makaton course. Okay, we'll put that down for you. Never. <laughs> so, yeah. I think maybe you need to be louder. You know what I mean? Be it's more annoying. Yeah. 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 Do you want to go into okay. the where since you're, you've done the when? It's short, the where, so. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Okay, so where should picks be used? As, uh, sorry if you don't like our what when, where, who, and how. Colin, I just like that because then we feel we cover every area. (laughs) Okay, so PICS should be used in all environments, okay, and that's why a PICS user has um, what we call, call, I think they call it a binder. 
in the in America, I can't remember, but um, a folder or a book which houses all the the pics, the pictures or the symbols, whatever you may be using, in order to communicate to the audience. If you don't have a book, a folder, or whatever, and also um, now Pix has apps that can be used on phones and tablets, um, but my only issue with the phones and the tablets is if the battery runs out, now you don't have any way to communicate because it's all on the phone or on the tablet. So I would suggest that the person that is using it um, on on technological device should also be using it still in pictures in case that device doesn't work. So that skill of using pictures from a binder or a folder should also still be maintained. That's just a personal preference because we don't want to be teaching as spending loads of time teaching a skill that of a way the person communicates and then they get in an environment where they don't have that and they can't communicate. It's really, really unfair on that individual. So yeah, I would say that was my only um, uh, issue with the techno- technology um, and the apps. Um, but yeah, um, just maintaining skills is really important. And again, the website has um, information um, and apps available, the Pyramid Educational Consultants mm-hmm. webpage. So yes, that's where it should be used. Okay, thank you. So just going back a bit on our structure, because the, the reason we're doing, because I don't know if we explained this at the beginning, but we didn't, because the reason we're doing this structure is so you can compare both methods as we go. So, you know, that's why we're doing where, when, for, you know, both sides, because then you can do a straight comparison as opposed of Lauren and I each having a monologue and then, and then people forget. So who can do it? Everyone when, whenever, doesn't matter, <clears throat> and where, where should we do Markathon and PEX, Lauren just mentioned, in all environments, and now Markathon is basically the same, Markathon you can, you should do, if you're practicing Markathon, do it everywhere, and there was a study conducted by Williams, Lombardino, McDonald, and Owens in 1982, and I know these studies are really old, I'm sorry, but I was trying to find more recent ones, um, indicates that it is important to use communication across all environments, and then they're supported by this by Brian and Joyce in 1986. So even back then, communication was really, really important, and they didn't have the technology we have now, like Lauren mentioned, with the phone and the tablets, uh, so they do feel that it's important to have a way of communicating in every single area in your life. So and this, so these considerations uh, in using as many environments, as, using Makaton in as many environments as possible, have contributed to the development of the Makaton vocabulary. So the Makaton vocabulary has developed, has the need grew to have more and more and more signs and symbols and speech, etc., in the different areas of life. Uh, should I move on to why, Lauren? And then you we can. do the why. I just wanted to say also yeah. that um, the Makaton representatives that were at our organization could also email Makaton, the organization. Oh, to yeah, ask. yeah, yeah. So if they didn't have signs and we were trying to teach a sign to a certain student, that they would um, either create a sign or they would go through their records and try and find us one. So they are very use, very helpful that way. The databases are in amazing. And from my career just in teaching uh, Makaton, I have noticed how 
um, it's improved over time and become more diversified because of the need of the community. So they are very, very good in that sense. Just no, wanted that to add was, that. But, that was really cool, but it, they um, they probably have a lot of requests because I remember mm. waiting weeks for yeah, they a do. reply. So I'm guessing they have quite a lot of yeah, yeah, and they try. You know, they are trying, and yeah, so I just wanted to add that. Thank you for listening. This has been part one of Makaton versus Specs. <laughs>